This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, March 20th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Talley. Here's today's headlines. No progress on farm bill impasse. More tariffs on China? Eminent. Sweetener uses make new push for cheaper sugar. The farm bill talks still stalled. If you had hoped to hear that members of the House Agriculture Committee were working out their differences over their farm bill, well, think again. There's been no progress in breaking the partisan impasse. Democrats broke off negotiations last week, saying they had to see a full text of the draft bill's nutrition title before they would continue the talks. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Cutaway told AgriPulse that it's the tradition of the committee not to release the draft of the bill text to members until the chairman and ranking member of the committee had reached an agreement on the legislation. And that hasn't happened. Conway said yesterday, I'm going to take this week to have some conversations on a one-on-one basis to see where we go. The committee's ranking Democrat Colin Peterson separately said that he doesn't know what will happen next with the bill. At the very least, the impasse pushes the committee's action on the bill well into April. Congress will be in recess for two weeks after Friday. More tariffs on China? Imminent. The White House is planning to soon unveil the results of an investigation into China for intellectual property theft, and that could take the two countries closer to a massive set of new U.S. tariffs. The farm sector concern is primarily about provoking retaliation from the country with the largest foreign market for U.S. soybeans. It certainly seems like it's fairly imminent over the next week or two. That the word of House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Kevin Brady as he spoke with reporters yesterday. He said that's what we hear from the Trump administration. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer announced last August that he was beginning an investigation into Chinese offenses. It was widely viewed as the first shot at a new trade war with China that could result in tens of billions of dollars in new U.S. tariffs on Chinese goods. China announced earlier this year that it started an anti-dumping and countervailing duty investigation into U.S. sorghum exports. That's still seen by many as a retaliatory action in response to new U.S. tariffs on Chinese washing machines and solar cells. The challenge for any American president in tariffs is to ensure that ultimately you don't punish Americans for China's misbehavior. Brady said that's the challenge anytime tariffs are imposed plus retaliation. U.S. equipment makers aimed TV ad at Trump and tariffs. First it was the farmers and now it's the tractor companies telling President Donald Trump not to follow through with a plan to put a 25% tariff on imported steel and a 10% tariff on aluminum. The Association of Equipment Manufacturers following closely on the heels of Farmers for Free Trade releasing a new 30-second ad that will air on Fox and Friends, Hannity, and Morning Joe at a targeted approach to reach Trump's attention. In the ad, several plant workers thank Trump for cutting taxes and regulations, but then stress that the tariffs could reverse those successes. Equipment makers expect the U.S. tariffs to help push up the cost of steel they need to make tractors and other heavy machines. McDonald's to unveil goals to be greener. McDonald's will announce today plans to reduce greenhouse gas emissions in its restaurants and across its supply chain by more than 30 percent by the year 2030. Specifically, the company is aiming for an absolute reduction of 36 percent at its restaurants and 31 percent intensity reduction of greenhouse gas emissions per ton of food and packaging. 
To meet this goal, we will source our food responsibly, promote renewable energy, and use it efficiently and reduce waste and increase recycling. That the word of Steve Easterbrook, the company's president and CEO, in a release. The supply chain goals include all aspects of the chain's menu, from beef and chicken to pickles and buns, as well as necessary trucking and processing plant operations. There will be a special focus on the largest segment of the organization's carbon footprint, that beef production, restaurant energy usage, and packaging and waste. Combined, the company says these three categories make up about 64% of McDonald's greenhouse gas emissions. Keep in mind, McDonald's is one of the biggest players in the food business and a major purchaser of beef. Sweetener users make new push for cheaper sugar. The food companies that depend on a steady stream of sugar for their bread, donuts, and candy, making another push for legislation to loosen the government's hold on domestic supplies. The American Bankers Association, National Confectioners Association, and the Sweetener Users Association yesterday announced the formation of an alliance to advocate for change to the complex sugar supply management system that restricts imports and domestic production. The groups are pushing hard for Congress to adopt the Sugar Policy Modernization Act, versions of which have been introduced to the House and the Senate. Sugar farmers and refiners represented by the American Sugar Alliance say the bill would effectively gut the safety net that makes it possible for the U.S. to have a domestic sugar crop. But the food and candy companies yesterday deferred to Kirk Vashaw, president and CEO of Spangler Candy Company, to make their case to reporters. Spangler, the company that makes dum-dum lollipops and candy canes from its headquarters in Bryan, Ohio, has already had to send some of its production to Mexico to take advantage of lower sugar prices, that according to Vishaw. Senators asked for USTR support to send catfish inspection back to the FDA. U.S. Senators John McCain and Gene Shaheen fired off a letter yesterday to the U.S. Trade Representative asking for support of their effort to send catfish inspection back to the FDA. The two senators were vocally opposed when Congress in 2008 and the 2014 Farm Bills took the responsibility away from FDA and gave it to the USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service. U.S. farmers cheered when catfish responsibility was moved to USDA, where inspection methods for imports from countries like Vietnam are seen as far more rigorous than at FDA. U.S. catfish farmers have suffered for years trying to compete with influxes of cheap Vietnamese catfish. Just recently, Vietnam filed a complaint against the USDA catfish inspection program at the World Trade Organization. FDA gives nod to plant biotech company to make safer tobacco. The New York-based 22nd Century Group Incorporated is at the forefront of an FDA effort to make tobacco less addictive. The FDA has announced it is moving forward with a proposal to set a maximum level for nicotine in the plant. The company said yesterday it has technology to make that happen, reducing the naturally occurring stimulant in tobacco by 97%. Now, the FDA is still early on in the process and is looking for answers to questions such as what potential maximum nicotine level would be appropriate for the protection of public health and should a product standard be implemented all at once or gradually. That according to FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb. Well, here's today's He Said It. I'm probably like a lot of you. I thought every day was Ag Day. 
That was USDA Chief Sonny Perdue speaking in Arizona to the members of the National Grain and Feed Association at their annual convention yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, March 20th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Allen.